Hi, I'm Brad Parker, the attorney you want but hope you never need. And this is another edition of Bar Talk, the musings of attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other interesting people. A podcast by people who don't have to be famous, they just have to be interesting. Each episode will tackle topics big and small, and sometimes tiny, faced by attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other fascinating people who know every day you wake up, it's a good day. But it takes a little more to make it a great one. Welcome. This is another edition of Bar Talk, the musings of attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other interesting people. Today, I've got the privilege of having John Adkins with us. Uh, you may or may not know John. He is the principal over at Keys High School, which you may or not be may or may not be familiar with. Uh, I'm embarrassed to admit that I've lived in HEB for 29 years now, and I was unfamiliar with uh, Keys High School. Just thought there was Trinity and Bell until a couple of years ago when I went through the HEB leadership class. So with that little brief introduction, I, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come over here today and, and do this podcast with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Well, I, uh, I I really am embarrassed that I never knew more about Keys High School until I went through the HEB leadership class and, and spent an uh, afternoon over there learning a lot about it. I guess it was... Uh, the year before you became principal. Right, yeah, this is my first year. So Is this before. your first complete year? As principal, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, just in general, just tell us a little bit, what is Keys High School? Yeah, absolutely. We'll always say that Keys High School is the high school for HEB uh, because we do have students who come from all of the other secondary campuses, junior highs, and also high school. Um, so Bell, you know, Bell and Trinity have their zones. HEBISD is our zone. So, um, but it's it's a great place. It's called a credit recovery high school. You know, a lot of times I'll say I'm the principal of Keys or say, oh, that's where the bad kids go. That's absolutely false. That's false. Uh, the kids that come to Keys, um, I'm sure we'll talk about this, are at risk. I um, mean, they're, they're kind of at risk of falling through the cracks, not getting their diploma, becoming a dropout. Um, so we're kind of the, their last hope uh, to get their diploma. So it's exciting. Kids come to us from different walks of life. Lots of different, just incredible life stories of why they're behind in their credits and why they need to come to Keys to get caught up. And they have two options after that. They can graduate with us, and it's on a, it's called a foundations diploma. It's 22 credits instead of 26 at Bell and Trinity. Only difference is, is that they have to go in straight into a trade school, military, or uh, like Tarrant County College, Junior College. Well, I do want to dive into it a little bit more, but uh, first, how many other school districts in the state have a program similar to Keys? I've, from what I've heard, it's it's quite a few. It is quite a few because of just, I guess, society now with so much, yeah. so many other different things um, where kids just, just go through stuff and get behind and lose their credit, so there has to be a way for them to catch up. Um, but I've, I've partnered with... Um, a group down in Mansfield called the Phoenix Academy. And it's kind of the perfect thing because our mascot is a Phoenix. We didn't, we didn't plan it. It just happened that way. And so it's, it's pretty fun. We play off of each other, but uh, they, they do the same thing that we do. Yeah. Well, it's, it is a miracle, or I say a miracle. It's, it's very uh, uplifting and uh, just fulfilling type story that, that I felt when I went through and saw more about the program. I, again, I was a little embarrassed. I didn't know about it. But to have this safety net, for the kids that fall through the traditional high school right. is just amazing. And and what really impressed me too was hearing the stories about some of the kids and the links to which they go through to 
get through the program mm-hmm. and they get to kind of run at their own pace, sure. so to speak. And that's that's really interesting. But before we get into that a whole bunch, why don't we talk a little bit about you? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that one thing that you and I hit off real quick was that we're both UT grads. Absolutely. Hook them horns. Hook them horns. So let's hope <laughs> the football team can, can well, get we together. Can hope. Come on, Coach Herman. We're, we're rooting for you. <laughs> we are rooting for you. <laughs> but uh, uh, tell me a little bit. I mean, did you grow up in this area? Are you? Well, actually, I'm a I'm not a military brat, but I'm what's called a GTE brat, which is now, you know, Verizon. So I was born in San Angelo, Texas, in West Texas. I lived there through my third grade year. My dad got transferred to Connecticut. So we moved to Connecticut and then to Indiana and then to Colleyville. So I've been in Colleyville since 1981. So my eighth grade year. So were you a product of Colleyville High School? No, back then, uh, your high school where my neighborhood was, is, was uh, HEB. So I'm a product of HEB. My wife's a product of HEB. My two daughters are products of HEB, so it's a great place. So yeah. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Well, it, it, it is a great place. Both my daughters went to Trinity and, uh, of course, all the HEB schools here mm-hmm. uh, growing up. And it has been a great deal. Glen Garden, Harwood, then, then Trinity, awesome. and it was fun, fun, yeah, fun. It's fantastic, fantastic programs. Well, so, so many of the kids, too, it seemed like stay throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. We've got kids that I remember from kindergarten that were coming over oh, now, awesome. so it's, it's a great place. But uh, what, what got you involved in teaching? Well, my mom was a teacher, um, but <laughs> I would help her out in the summer times because we a divorced family, and so, you know, kind of have a little rougher background. Um, so we'd spend the summer with my mom, and I would help her run the mimeograph machine no one ever remembers what that is but it was a hand cranked thing and i'd help crank out some uh, worksheets and stuff for us. so i kind of got my first introduction there but to tell you the truth teaching was not first on my radar um my goal in life was to be a fighter pilot for the marine corps and uh but i when i went at 18 i joined the reserves was going to go to ut join the reserves and then after college ocs become a pilot all that good stuff but i found out in my physical when i was 18 that i was colorblind and so that kind of changed my my path. And so ended up uh, choosing to be a, I liked weather. And so I chose to be a ballistic meteorologist for the Marine Reserve, which means I would float balloons and test the atmosphere for the uh, big artillery guns to fire through. So kind of that's kind of how I made my way into that. Kind of crazy. So when I'm at UT, to be honest with you, I was, I was lost. If it wasn't for my sister, Amy, she's uh, the sister's right above me. I'm the fourth of four. Uh, do have a younger stepsister, but of the Adkins kids, I was four four, and Amy helped kind of raise me. And so she's like, John, you got to fix. She was at UT with me. She said, John, you got to figure this out. What What do you like? And I said, Well, I do like weather and things like that. She goes, Try geography. My world is never the same. And so, got into geography. Wanted to be a map maker for the CIA. Couldn't be colorblind. And so, uh, so there's that door closed again. And, but all during that time, I just felt like the Lord's present was leading me, leading me somewhere. I just hadn't figured it out yet. So I went to seminary, spent some time there, figured out that wasn't it. And then I figured out, you know what, the ministry field that I may be looking for is in the public schools. And so that's, that's where I landed. Um, ended up getting a job in 1995 at Central Junior High School, which is just across the parking lot from Keys High School. Um, so knew all about it. And then, I'd say about 10 years ago, my heart started just bending towards Keys High School. So, Well, that uh, Bedford Junior High, did that used to be Trinity? I mean, uh, uh, Bell? Did that complex used to house Bell? Yeah, Keys is. Keys okay. is the original LD Bell. I believe we finally figured out it was built in, I think, 1957. So we're in a pretty old building, but it's... It's a classic. I love that building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so you graduated from UT. You got your master's at the Southwest Baptist Southwestern Seminary. Yep. And then uh, 
I, I was a little confused. When were you in the Marines? So I was a Marine reservist. Okay. So right. I, I entered in uh, my, actually my junior year, my dad signed for me so I could get in early. And back then it was called the delayed entry program. I don't even know if it still exists today, but I was in the Marine Reserve, uh, stayed in there for, for years, blew out my knee, uh, being stupid at UT. And so that kind of Sent me on a different path. Wait, being in college and stupid? Yeah, really? especially at UT. I mean, I'm those, so surprised. Those, those things don't go together, right? <laughs> um, just playing pickup football, blew out my ACL. Um, so just just goofiness. But it's it's. I always say it's it's like you said, miracle earlier. That's that's what I feel like it is because all the things that have happened to me in my life have led me to this moment. If I hadn't have blown out my knee, where would I be? You know, uh, maybe not here. You don't know, right? Um, so just, you know, just God uses all things for his glory. And I think this is, this is part of his plan and I feel it. So, well, when you, when you went to uh, Bedford junior high in 1995, what, what were you teaching? Yeah, I was at central junior high. Oh, central. I'm sorry, Don't central. confuse us with the Bedford Broncos. I'm, I don't I'm, do that. I'm so sorry about that. It is central over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. I absolutely. was actually a student at Bedford junior high when I came, when I moved here. So that may be where you got it, but I was at central junior high and I have taught every social studies there. I've, uh, Texas history, U.S. history, world geography, um, my last probably 12 years of solid world geography. That was what my major was in college. Right. Um, and then I was also a coach started out as a free coach, just volunteering my time. Cause I knew it might, this is a neat way to just be with kids, you know, in a different thing than just the classroom. And so, uh, started out as a girl's coach and then moved to the guy's side. So I've literally coached every sport at the junior high level, except for hurdles. So done everything else. <laughs> <laughs> he even pole vaulting did pole vaulting and, <laughs> I'm glad there's not a camera in here because no one would believe it. But I actually, the guy I took over for was actually a pole vaulter in college, but he was moving on to help train his wife for the Olympics. She was a pole vaulter. And so um, he made me pole vault. And I, it was the scariest experience in my entire life. I can imagine. I did it once, never did it again. Um, <laughs> but I was able to coach it. So there you go. How fun. How fun. <laughs> well, uh, wh- where did you get your interest into trying to help the kids at keys i mean did you decide you wanted to go to keys and direct your path that way or did it kind of find you yeah that's a great question um so a little bit about myself like i said i'm from a divorced family um there's alcoholism in my family i don't want to throw either my parent under the bus um but that was prevalent in our family so rough rough times there um some emotional abuse things like that um but those again I don't hold anybody responsible for that. Uh, I don't want anybody to feel bad about that. It created scars for me that I look at and say, that's where God led me through that time and then and help direct my path. And so I've always kind of had a sense for that. So like at church, um, been in missions with uh, the Sioux reservations in North, North Dakota, um, been in missions in Mexico. So we're, we're dealing with poverty. We're dealing with alcoholism, drug abuse, things like that, that I had experienced. And so, again, just it's kind of cool where the path just leads you. And over at Central Junior High, you know, I'm across the parking lot from Keys, kind of knew what was going on over there. Um, but it's been about, I, th- I want to say, 10 to 12 years ago. I church, we did prayer walks around schools. And I always noticed, because, I was again, I was right next door, so I'd always prayer walk Central, but no one ever signed up to prayer walk Keys. And so I said, you know, I'm going to start prayer walking Keys High School. And so I would do that every year and I would so you just walk around the campus and asking God to bless everybody's going to go through those doors whatever they're going to go through you know didn't really know the people um, at the time June Jacoby who actually was one of my principals at Central and she's actually one that told me I should be an administrator so crazy the lady who's kind of miss um, Keys High School 
told me I should be an administrator. So pretty neat. So that's kind of the legacy thing, right. the legacy piece there. So I just kept filling my heart, bending towards uh, towards keys. But I was at Central for my whole career, 24 years, um, up to last year, 24 years. And, you know, early on, I thought I always wanted to be the principal of key or central principal of central. But after prayer walking things, my heart just started to bend towards this type of student. And so I said, I finally got to the point where I said, you know what? I don't want to go anywhere else unless I'm the principal of keys high school. And here I am. Well, did you have involvement with the kids from keys before you went over there? Not or? really. Um, I easily could have been a keys kid just yeah. from my upbringing. And plus I just don't like, and a lot of kids today, they'll tell me, I'm like, why are you at keys? Tell me your story. Like, I don't like the big schools too crowded and I was that way I was I'm very much like this is this is weird to me to be honest with you to be on this podcast because I like to be kind of back in the shadows and things like that but when I have to talk about keys hey give me the spotlight give me the microphone because I love this place and I'm going to preach its goodness for the rest of my career so um but yeah it's just through those those times those mission trips my life things like that that I could have been a keys kid my wife raised in poverty some emotional abuse from an alcoholic parent um, could have been a keys kid. And so it's always just kind of been, you know, just in my heart, just so, a natural, yeah, just a natural, natural fit. Well, know. I guess, guess during your career, you probably had seen some kids drop off oh, uh, absolutely. The, the grid, so to speak. Yeah. That, uh, did they wind up or did you ever know what several, happened to several them? Several wound up at keys. Yeah. 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 Well, were you involved in the administrative side while you were at central or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the last five years I was an assistant principal. Okay. Right. So okay. I went 19 years as a teacher and coach. And then the last five years I was an assistant principal. So how much arm wrestling did you have to do to, <laughs> to get the principal job? None, none. Is that right? I think it's just a perfect fit. Um, it had come open about three years ago when Jan Joseph, who was That's the, who the great principal yeah. in front of me, it came open and um, I applied for it. I mean, I was just trying to get interviewed because, you know, I was, at that point I was two years assistant principal. I didn't need to be a principal at that point. Right. And they're like, no, you don't have any secondary experience. And so then when, the, when it came open this time, I just, I just felt like I just named it and claimed it, man. I just felt like it was where I was supposed to be. I was getting that feeling. And that's where my heart was being tugged, and it just it just worked out. Just worked out well. It's been natural ever since. Yeah, absolutely. I love it there. And and how's the bond with the kids? It's it's great. I mean, you, you go in, and you know, there's always going to be some some challenges because you're the kind of the new guy in, um, and just adjusting to some of the things. Because I'm going from a really a junior high of 1,200 kids, uh, where in my alphabet I would take care of you know at least 600 kids to a, a campus where I'm anywhere from 75 to 90 kids. So it, it's been great because it's been a little more personable yeah you know? so that's been nice do you, do you have a, a relationship with each and every one of those or well, I, I try uh, when every student comes in and um their first day there they, they talk with me and we, we talk about some of the non-negotiables um a dress code policy a attendance policy a phone policy because i tell them everything we do at keys i'm trying to prepare you for the world when you leave keys right and every job you have is going to have some sort of electronics policy every job you have is going to have a dress code every job you have is going to have they're going to want you at work and not be tardy. And so those are the three non-negotiables. But they fill out a card for me, and it tells me they tell me what their goal is for Keys High School, and it tells me a goal when they leave Keys High School. Because we do a lot of focus groups. I've put in a lot of focus groups and things like that to where, let's say you have a kid that wants to be a welder. Well, we can bring in a, a master welder, and we can bring in all the kids who want to be welders into there, and they can get a touch from that person. And then we can get them a field trip over to the welding shop and see if that's really what they want to be. So everything we do is focused on getting them ready for their next step. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the relationship that you have with the kids. You, you mentioned that you 
kind of have this interview process with them at the beginning. But what's your what's your touch points with them throughout the process? Uh, well, my idea is to, is to get in. I try to get into every class every day and just. And sometimes the teachers think, I mean, they're looking at them. I'm really not. I, I go in and just make sure, just have conversations with kids. I'll lean down, hey, what are you working on today? Talk me through this. You know, uh, man, I had a hard time with that. Especially math. When I go in the math classes, I'm like, man, I had a hard time with that. How are you doing on it? You know, just, just having conversation. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it works well because they respond to you. We're trying. We're working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's just incredible. You know, one of the things that we kind of touched on at the very beginning, though, but was how is this different than traditional Bell or Trinity or, or high school? What, what, what sets keys apart? Not necessarily from other schools like it in the state, right. but just from those typical traditional high schools. Yeah, pretty much the biggest I mean, if you want to look at it academically, the biggest difference is the diploma. At Trin- like we said, in Trinity and Bell, it's a 26-credit um, distinguished, I think, diploma for the state. With us, it's 22. So we have a few extra cl- or a few less classes that we can take. Um, and, again, the only difference is they have to start out at trade school, military, or, or junior college. But, you know, it's, it's perfect for me because I look back on my career. I should not have been at the University of Texas in 1986. I should have probably been at Tarrant County Junior College at that time. Yeah, I would have helped me out a lot. So you might not have busted your knee, though. Yeah, maybe not. You never know. But good point. But, but the curriculum was a little bit different there from the, a little bit. From, from the. But the pace is a lot different. Yeah, pace it? is definitely different. Yeah, like at Trinity and Bell. Uh, yeah, I always say we we live by the trimester calendar, but we don't live by the trimester schedule. Okay, so at Keys we have a trimester calendar just like Bell and Trinity. But for us, our kids are working more kind of on their own. Uh, teacher is definitely a facilitator. Uh, so the students kind of work at their own pace to a certain limit, okay? So let's say at Bell and Trinity, their courses go 12 weeks. At ours, we want them to get finished between 8 and 10. And then because um, as soon as they finish that course, we roll them to their next course that they need. They don't have to sit the rest of that trimester in that classroom twiddling their thumbs. We can put them in another class that they're working towards towards a diploma. So, um well, that, that's what I, I thought I understood going through some of the observations that I had was that if the if the student can complete the class in three weeks, mm-hmm. they can complete the class in three, three weeks, weeks and Absolutely. then to move on because right. they could come in there and, and if they went through the traditional high school program, it may take them two years. Whereas if they got into keys, it, maybe they're out in six months, nine months. Yeah, there's there's actually a story that I use. It was a young lady that was there last year. And I remember I wasn't there last year, but. Her, her story carries through. Uh, she started beginning the year with zero credit. She graduated before May in one year. She was focused. She knew what she wanted to do. And then I, th- I think the story goes that before even graduation at the end of May, she'd already gotten into dental hygiene school and was cruising through that. And so she actually came back and talked at our career fair in October that we have every October as, as a former student, but as a, she'd already finished her <laughs> dental hygienist. So she's a fo- very focused individual. So it can be done. You can finish it as fast as you want to finish it, but we're still following the TEKS, which is an assessment right. knowledge and skills for the state. Um, they're still getting the knowledge they need. They're still taking tests. I mean, we're still doing stuff that a normal, you know, high school does. They're just doing it at a little quicker pace. How do, how do the students rate on the, on the testing, the standardized testing versus those that are at Bell and, and Trinity? Well, on the December, so there's a December star, which is kind of your retesters, okay? Or if they've missed a test, they take the star in December. Um, we had a, we had great gains from last year. It's, it's really good. 
and yeah. we're performing as well, if not better, in areas with with other schools, not just Bell and Trinity, but others, others in the state. state. Yeah. How how do the the students or the kids get into keys? I mean, yeah. what what qualifies them to be able to go? Right. Well, the basic ones are you have to be at least sixteen. You have to usually be your second time through ninth grade, so it means you're a year behind. Um, and so that's kind of the first the first step. And so usually it's with the they go with their counselor. Counselor helps them decide, hey, Keys might be a good place for you. There's an online application. They fill out that application. And then, like tomorrow, I have an application committee. We all, we all get together, look at applications, uh, see if they're a fit for Keys. And then if there's some things that might be borderline, we have an extra little addendum we, we work through, and we set goals for that student. And, and so when we meet with them and say, hey, we'll let you into Keys. Can you live by these extra things we need for you to do? And if they do, then, hey, welcome home. Well, you know, I know when I went to high school, I, I actually went to summer school every summer so I could graduate a year early because mm. I knew I wasn't going to last four years in high <laughs> <Yeah>. school. There's just <laughs> no way. I needed to get out of there <laughs> right. because it wasn't the right climate for me. Uh-huh. And I've always had the impression that the, that the, the students at Keys, for whatever circumstances were involved in their life and their learning progress, it, it traditional high school just wasn't right for them. Mm-hmm. And you said they were the troubled kids. Maybe they're troubled in some way, but that doesn't mean that they don't excel and and really succeed once they get to Keys. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is that what I love about the Keys kid is that they have a lot on their plate outside of school, but yet they come in school and they knock it out, which is so they're to me, they're performing much higher, much better than students in a normal situation. I'll give you an example. I have a young lady who um, when her babysitter's sick. And what, who's her babysitter? Her mom. So they had the flu go through their family the other day or the other week. So for about a solid week, she brought her baby to school. We set her up in an office, got her online on some Odyssey Wear courses, let her work so she could have her baby there. Instead of staying at home and missing that week of school, she came, we set it up, made it where she could so work. So, I mean, you have someone else. She's a mom doing her schoolwork and getting it done and getting it done at a high level. She's really good. So, so is it the counselors at the, at the local schools that, that see these kids and, and they go, you know what, they might be a good fit mm-hmm. for kids. Absolutely. And, yeah. We work very closely with our counselors. My counselor, I got to give props out to Dana Cox is top notch world-class. She's the best, best counselor in my opinion in the district because she is so many spending so many different plates uh, with these kids, because just think about it. Again, most counselors have to change schedules on the trimester. She's she's changing them daily, and so mm-hmm. you know. So like I think last just six weeks grading period, she changed over a hundred and we had a hundred and seventy something courses finished. I think so. Those are all changes in the schedule. So I mean, she's she's awesome, but she works very closely uh, with the other counselors. Yeah, across the, the across district. the district. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, okay. for sure. So all the counselors know or. They they know what kind of students would be good at keys would for you know because I guess some kids just uh, they just bail out other kids bail out because of circumstances in life but they really they just need another chance right, and another opportunity sure. yeah and and they're not marching to the necessarily the same drummer that the other kids are and they just need need the flexibility that keys provides right and a lot of kids work uh, you know are working basically full time jobs we've had several students that. Uh, they'll leave straight from school at 3.57. They'll go to their job starting at 4.30. They'll close. We'll get home to 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning and get back to school the next morning. So they're 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 living real life full time yeah. on both both sides inside at 16, and outside. 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What's the oldest uh, students that you have at Keys? Uh, we take them up to nineteen. Uh, had a couple of twenty year olds, but they turn. I think they turned twenty when they were at Keys. 
Uh, state of Texas says you don't have to, to educate and pass their 19th birthday. Um, but there are some cases where if they're, if they're working hard, they're working towards their goal progressing, then, you know. You're not going to keep them from finishing. There's a place there, yeah. I won't say, hey, happy 19th birthday, goodbye. Yeah. You know, so I had one who's great story. I knew him at Central. Uh, I've known him since his seventh grade year. Um, he was 20 years old. Yeah, he just turned 20 years old in August, I think it was. And he came and he said, uh, Coach Atkins, do you remember? He said, absolutely, I remember you. He goes, let me tell you about my life story. I said, sure, let me, let me hear it. And he's, you know, he had basically dropped out of school. He's working as a roofing con, you know, working on roofs. Um, but something happened in his life, hanging with the wrong people, got shot in the hospital. He told his mom, I'm going to go back. I'm going to finish school. And so obviously at that age, Bell Trinity is not an option. And so he comes to Keys and finishes up and got his diploma. So it's, you know, that's, that's the stories that we have. And that's, that's what fantastic. I love. That's why I love being there. You know, that's fantastic. you talked about miracles earlier. Yeah. We have miracle stories every day. Yeah. I, I can only imagine that. Well, you feel it when you walk down the hall. Oh, yeah. I, you just feel it. Oh I mean, man. I cry all the time. I've, I'm a big softy now. <laughs> Hopefully my students don't listen to this. They don't need to know that I'm a big softy. <laughs> what, you know, uh, what are the, the requirements that you, that you have that you impose on the, on the students to, if they want to be part of the program, they want to get an opportunity. What, what do you ask of them? Yeah. I mean, really it's to come to school. I mean, my biggest, I won't say problem, but challenge is truancy. Okay. And just this idea of they're truant at Bell and Trinity, they come to the keys and magically they've, they're no longer truant. That's not the case. They're still going to be truant. So working through that, making a plan, making goals, um, like today, we had the most improved award for the last 21 days. So we've put in a lot of incentives in place. And so we had a student that was uh, absent 11 times less over the last 21 days. And so, you know, he gets a prize, which is good. You know, we need to reward that. Yeah. Because, again, there I mean, they're lots of life situations. We have homeless kids and different things that are, that are working through to get their diplomas. Well, I guess you have a pretty special group of teachers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about them. Oh, man, it's incredible i mean like i i knew about these a lot of these teachers uh, but i didn't know about these teachers until i got to spend time with them and it's an incredible staff i've always heard you know it's a great staff you know you're stepping into an, a wonderful opportunity and and miss joseph was not lying um, i've always said if it fails it, it keys it's my fault because i have incredible students incredible staff um wouldn't want to be anywhere else i mean they they have a heart they have the same heart for kids that i do it's it's, it's very obvious is there a waiting line Oh yeah. So like my boss said, if you, if you ever have an opening, you're like a CEO headhunter. He said, go get who you want. He said, because people will be lined up for those jobs. Yeah. Well, I was looking on, on the website and I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the average experience level of your teachers, there's like 17 years mm-hmm. or something easily. Like that. And I think the majority, I don't have an exact percentage, but I think the majority have been uh, teachers of the year on their campus. We've had a Last year, a two-time district teacher of the year in Miss Gibson. Um, so just, I mean, just absolute world-class. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's a great place to be. And and do they teach, I mean, I guess you have different subject areas just like every. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But but they'll have those different subject areas in the same period. And so I like to always take, like, Coach Henderson. Um, he was at Bell forever, basketball coach, friend of mine for a long time. So I just lucked in that he's in the same campus but his classroom on a on an average period will have uh, world geography a world geography b economics a economics b so you could have four classes going at the same time in a class period and that's that's pretty much across 
uh, the campus. Uh, English, it's usually just the, like English 3A, 3B. Um, but, uh, yeah, by far there's, there's multiple classes going on within a class. Yeah. How do the uh, students and kids, do they, do they bond? Do they find a lot of uh, yeah, it's, camaraderie with one another? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's, whenever a student graduates, they write a reflection piece. And almost every time it's like it feels like a family here. Yeah. And so, you know, do we have drama? Yeah, but families have drama. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just a normal part of the process. But overall, I think I think they all get along re- really well. Well, um, <clears throat> how, how would you look at the graduation rate from the standpoint of the, the kids that come in and complete the program? I mean, you were mentioning that they could go back and graduate with their school right. or. Yeah, there's two op- there's two options. They can stay and graduate with us uh, or they can kind of get caught up and go back to the traditional high school, Bell or Trinity. And what I've found is a lot of times the students will have the idea that they want to go back to Bell and Trinity, but they fall in love with keys and they graduate with keys. Um, so last year, I think they graduated 151, I believe is the number. Um, right now, we're just entered the third trimester. We just graduated, I believe, number 72. So not quite on that track, but uh, still graduating a lot of kids and giving them hope that they may not have had before. What kind of percentage of the kids? I mean, th- those coming in versus those that get out with a with a degree. What's that percentage? Oh, we're uh, asking a non math guy. I don't have a percentage yeah. for you, but it's high. It's high. Yeah. yeah. I guess those. So kids we've can- we've gone through. We've probably gone through. Oh, I'd say probably sixty percent of our kids who started the year have graduated. That's probably a fair number. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's a revolving door. So it's hard to, you know, give a percentage number because they're graduating all the time. All the time. Yeah. So do you have different, I mean, do you have set ceremonies? And if you graduate, I mean, if you finish your curriculum five weeks ago, then you come back for the graduation or. Yeah, there, there is a graduation, full graduation. Everybody, you know, is invited back to it's the last day of school um, in May, but we have what's called the walkouts. And, and so a kid, when he graduates, let's say I had a kid graduate today, um, on Fridays, they walk out, so they get cap and gown, they get all their pictures made. And then, um, at three we get on the announcement, say, Hey, you know, Joe Bob is, is graduating today. Come on out. We'll stop class. Everybody comes out. We clap, everybody claps and we clap them out. So it's a tradition and it's an awesome tradition and, cool. uh, not many dry eyes. No, At least for me and the staff, yeah. So it's it's pretty awesome, especially when those kids you know were definitely this was their last chance when they do it. It's just it's it's awesome. It's incredible. The sense of accomplishment, I guess, is is really present with the with the student. Yeah, too. it's amazing. When the parents come up, they're like, "I didn't think he was going to make it. This is you know incredible." I mean, it's just I mean, it's just weights lifted off of shoulders, and just you can just see the positivity going into the next steps of life. How many, how many teachers do you have out there? I have, well, I have a total staff of 25 that includes support staff. So I think we have 15 teachers. And how many, how many students we typically have? Uh, my, my ideal number is 95. And so we're getting back up to that because we've graduated quite a few. So start of this week, I think we were like 75 and we just, uh, got five, six new ones yesterday, five new ones today. So 11. So we're, we're getting back close to my number that I like. So that's about a, what a six, seven ratio. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's low, low. but for us to do what we do, it has to stay low. Yeah. yeah if the, we got to 15 people in a classroom, it would, it would not, it would negate what we try to do. Lose that connection and that bond. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how long will the kids typically, I know that it can range widely from how long they'll be there before they graduate, but do you see a kind of a pattern or, or something? Well, like I say, it depends on the student. Um, you know, like I say, we try, we want them to finish their classes between eight and 10 weeks. 
which for some that pushes to like 11, maybe 12, you know, uh, per course. So normally, normally a student can come in and, and finish our program in, in a year and a half. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So what, what are your goals as president? When our president, president, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. When, when you become president, uh, no, that uh, is not a job I would like. No, it's principal of uh, keys. What, what, what kind of goals or aspirations do you have? Well, that's, that's a great question. Um, I don't really see retiring anytime soon. I've, I've promised them five years, but I, I see myself being here ten, at least 10. And then, um, my daughters go to Dallas Baptist university, which, which I love that university. I've fallen in love with that university. So, uh, Dr. Wright, if you're listening to this, I would love to be a recruiter for DBU. So that's what I'd like to do in my retirement or work on my, my PhD and do some professoring in the education department. You talked about earlier that people always consider keys where that's where the troubled kids right. go. Yeah, for sure. So how strong is that stigma? It's, I think it's getting better and I'm not huge on social media. I'm not good at it. So I have people that help me like my daughters. Thank you girls. Um, so just getting the positive word out. So like right. we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And so like we put stuff out all the time. So students of the week, um, you know, best attendance of the week and just the fun things that we're doing at keys. And that's another thing too, because of our numbers and just how we are like a family, we can do fun things like uh, Friday, we're going to have a faculty staff kickball game. Um, we've had a faculty staff basketball game uh, in the spring. It gets better. We do cookouts and just have family time. So it's just, it's awesome stuff. So they just, again, just, just if your family's not so great, you know, at home, you've got a family here. Um, I have signs above the door when they come in, you can it says enter peacefully, and then on the back side, it says exit, exit victoriously. So that's what we're trying to, you know, provide a safe place for those kids to come every day, a calm place, because uh, their life sometimes it's doesn't not, have it. Yeah. But they need to know that, that through those doors, there's victory over what, whatever you're facing. There's victory on the other side. So, What do you see as the biggest challenge ahead of you with keys? Again, uh, probably truancy, just making kids buy into, hey, you, you have to be here. And again, I always connect it to any conversation I have to have. Uh, I'll ask the student, what would happen to you in the job if you did this in a job? And, um, you know, let's say, well, fired. I said, exactly. So we've got to make that change now before you, you know, it becomes reality on the other side. Because I want you to be the best employee. I want you to be the best employer. I want you to be the best dad, wife, you know, husband, father, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much more out there. Yes, is the education and diploma important? Absolutely. But being a great citizen on the other side of it is is just as important to me. You mentioned that uh, teaching was natural and Keys kind of fell into it because of uh, your your desire to have wanted to be in the ministry. Mm -hmm. And you feel like the, this is the natural oh, step for you. Is, this is my mission field. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and uh, what what sense or what where are you being fulfilled the most? Uh, just I think time with kids, um, just hearing their stories and then seeing the victory on the other side of it. When yeah. that student, I meet with them when they first come to school. Um, we get their goal sheet, and it's actually a little card I keep stuck up on a uh, magnet board in my office. And when they graduate, I write grad on it and put it on the grad side. Very simple, but it just it means a lot to me. But, um, yeah, seeing that victory, saying, hey, man, I didn't think this kid was going to make it, but look, I just wrote grad on this card, and it goes to the graduation side. So that's that's awesome. That it's is. good stuff. Yeah. 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 What uh, – uh, what – in kind of closing up, what, what would you like to say? What would you like people to know that we maybe haven't talked about today that, that you feel strongly about? Well, you know, you, it's, it's been a great conversation. I think we've hit, hit all this stuff, but just, just a reminder that it's not bad kids. Kids having troubled lives 
are not bad kids. And I don't believe in bad kids. I'm a mentor of mine. Um, Mark Garner's his name. He's the, one of the pastors at first Hearst. He said, you're always one choice away from a totally different life. And so some of those kids have experienced that one choice. And so, um, They've made bad. Some of us have made bad decisions. We've all made bad decisions. I have. I don't have physical scars, but I have scars in my life that I know I've made a bad decision, and I can see that that's where God led me a different direction. So that's kind of what I try to do at Keys um, is to say, "Hey, you've made a bad choice. Let's let's turn that scar into something good, and this is how you can do it." And so you know, um, just just directing them, trying the right path. We have a lot. We have a great relationship with the military uh, recruiters. That's been new. Um, so giving them just my key word for Keys High School is options. I want to give every kid coming out of there an option. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Hearst, Ulysses, Bedford, Texas, but there's a bigger world out there. Um, go see it, and if you want to come back and settle here and make great changes, do it. But, hey, there's there's another world outside of Ulysses, Texas. One of the things that I've come to learn about the the kids and the families and, and just our community is that uh, we we have a, a, a pretty challenging uh population here who struggles economically Mm -hmm. and uh, it's probably one of the higher ones in the state from the school district standpoint and what the school district as a whole is doing is extremely uh, remarkable (laughs) with 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 the kids and the students and and the the, everything that we've got to offer here it's just amazing the fantastic fantastic job that they've done and what you're doing over at keys is just the the I guess the sugar, the icing on the cake. It's, <laughs> Thank just, you, yeah. it's just amazing. Now, HEB is is fantastic, and they have, have blessed me and trusted me and put me in positions of just success. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am today without without HEB. I mean, I'm always going to plug HEB. Um, just a short story. I was in Alabama one time on a mission trip, and I had a, like I had a HEB shirt on. And this guy goes, oh, HEB, tell me about that easy i'll tell you it's the greatest blah 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 blah. he goes he goes yeah i just tested you he goes i'm i'm actually from like richardson i think i know about heb i said well then you need to move to heb put your kids in heb schools because that's where success is yeah because the things that we're doing with the demographics that we have and the at-risk population we have and the you know all that you put all the number the data together what we're doing is meeting or even exceeding the south lake carols of the world oh yeah heb is the place to be absolutely it's a snapshot i always say it's a snapshot of the world and that's what we want our kids to be. We want to be exposed to the world. HEB is that is that exposure. It's incredible. Well, I uh, I've always uh, admired teachers. I, I think what you guys do is the front line of um, for society. If Thank we you. don't train and teach and educate our young, then we're doomed as a society. And what you do is so incredibly important i appreciate it and i I, I appreciate it. And yeah. well, uh, adopters like you, I mean, you're you're one of my campus adopters, and just helping us out when we need it you know you Any want to say what what could i say come help us you know yeah come i'll walk i'll give you all the tours you want <laughs> come see the great things that are happening but no we appreciate you and, and what you've done for our campus well thank you and i, I again thank you for your time oh, today absolutely. i really appreciate it and i i hope everybody listening to this has got a whole brand new perspective and understanding of what goes on at keys i hope so thanks thank you I'm Brad Parker, the attorney you want but hope you never need, and thanks for listening to another edition of Bar Talk, the musings of attorneys, entrepreneurs, and other interesting people. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website at parkerlawfirm.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast outlet. See you next time.